2: To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff on Never Told You, a production of
2: iHeartRadio. All right, and welcome to today's Monday Mini, where I decided we're going to go and see, how are we doing? So, hey, fam, how are you doing? Uh, Annie, how are you doing? (laughs) There's so many doings, right?
0: There are. There are. It reminds me of, I randomly watched an episode of Friends the other day, and I was reminded of Joey saying, how are you doing? All the time. How are you doing? I'll be honest, I've been struggling lately. I think a lot of us have. I have a lot of family drama happening right now, and I feel like we've talked about this, but I feel like, everybody in my life isn't doing very well. And that impacts me because I feel like I should help you, but I don't know how to help you. And so uh, that uh, becomes sort of a heavy burden to bear. And I don't want to... Another part of that is I don't want people to feel like they can't come to me with what's bothering them because it's going to bother me. So you kind of have to... I feel like I have to keep that to myself, which is um, a lot. But I do continue to have support from great friends like you. And that's been nice. Like. Even though we're two years into this pandemic, some relationships have just stayed. And there's something about that that I find really beautiful and comforting.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you and I have talked about this, that I just, I'm the same way. When something is bothering other people, it bothers me, including if I watch it on social media. And I might not know you, but I see what you're going through. And for some reason, Mm I wear it. And I thought I was thinking that we need to do an episode on this in general. It may be more of a happy hour episode when it comes through, but talking about true empathy um, and what that feels like and what it does when you're so open or because you've gone through trauma. So, therefore, you're able to be empathetic because you understand that level of pain, that what that looks like today and what that looks like when you don't have the outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And then also people who don't understand what you're talking about, like like literally like yeah. why why are you so affected? It has nothing to do with you. I'm like, but it's something to do with people that I care about, and that means it has something to do with me. Right. But yeah, I'm with you with that. But yeah, I think it's also because we do have good friends. I, we have great listeners. I know people checked in or are like, are you okay after my yeah. I'm having a crisis <laughs> uh, <laughs> episode? That was so sweet. And I appreciate that so much because I know. Yeah, it's like hey. No, seriously, you good? Um, but that also <laughs> tells us that hopefully that you've been with us as well. And hopefully we've been there for y'all. Whether it's distracting you, giving you new information, maybe better, maybe worse. Um, but <laughs> just updating you on what's going on in the last two years. So thanks for sticking with us.
0: Yes, you truly are bright spots in our day when we hear from you and you yes. send us pictures. And it's so sweet.
2: It's so yes. good. But yeah, I did want to do a quick like rundown of what was happening. And yeah, this is a little bit of a negative-ish look. So if y'all are like, yeah... I don't want to hear all the bad things today. Can we not talk about it? You may want to skip this one and come back because we are going to talk a little bit about what's happening, specifically in the U.S. I'm so sorry. I know we're fairly U.S.-centric, but this is kind of the headlines that we have seen. And yes, it is March 17th, 2022. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, and it's
0: also the anniversary of when I got my first dose of the vaccine. Okay. I was wearing this
2: shirt. Okay. St. Patrick's Day shirt. (laughs) Well, I don't think I have green on right now. Oh, well. You muster. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Um, but for the U.S., and I don't know. Is it? Is this an international thing? Not really. And we we really turned it
0: into a party thing here in okay. the U.S. where it's not really a party thing. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. So, this is more of a U.S.-centric thing. But, yeah. So, for those who do know what we're talking about, I don't really do much of it because, yeah. I'm like, okay, wear green, I guess. What else? I have. I corned make corned beef and cabbage.
0: I make corned beef and cabbage, and I drink Guinness. There I'm you sorry go. if that's so stereotypical. I apologize, but I do like <laughs> the. I like marking time through things like yes. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I you do love what? a good
2: Guinness. So celebrating is not bad. Let's all just celebrate things. <laughs> I do it by myself,
0: and I don't.
2: I don't like go right. out and bother other people about it. Yeah. So that's a plus in my yeah. My, my book. partner <laughs> brings our cultures together by doing corned beef and hash, and then kimchi as our cabbage. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, Last year he did um, miso broth marinade for the corned beef. Ooh, it was real, it was real good. But that anyway, sounds good. Anyway, coming <laughs> back to yeah, so it is like I said, March seventeenth of twenty twenty two. So if this is like five years down the road, I hope things have completely changed and it's better. <laughs> Sigh. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you also talked about the fact that recently you had your quarantine anniversary and I guess I did too. I don't keep up with dates as much as you do, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was like, yeah, I guess that's about around the time because we came back and everything was bad. And you and I did one last recording the day they deep cleaned our our office, like hazmat suit level of deep clean and said, don't come back for another day. (laughs) Or mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should
0: find that episode because I'm pretty sure you can hear them in the background like. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember looking
2: up, I'm like, they have hazmat suits on. Should we leave? <laughs> I, I know. We were looking at each other like, we should probably not be here, I think. <laughs> we we're like, we're not going to be over here for a second, so you're okay. And I'm like, but you're in. Okay, you were in a full suit. We didn't have the equipment to record at home yet. So it was very like... We had to. What are we going to do? What can we do now? And we I think like a week before, did our little uh, dance video that we did two of. And now I'm like, now I'm tired, I'm good. (laughs) But yeah, so that has happened. And and, and I know Annie and I, we've talked about the fight, but we're still fairly quarantined. Like it's not... As much Because I've come to the point, I'm like, I, I need to get out and do some things. But am I masking everywhere? Yes. And yes, I know mask mandates have gone away for pretty much all over the country. We know that the CDC has said it's okay. But I still have like, you know what? I've been fairly healthier with a mask. Yeah. And I mean that for colds and flus and all of that. So I'm just going to keep doing it. It feels very Asian. I wanted to just lean into that. Um, mm-hmm. Which was funny because we went to uh, Florida not too long ago, which I am petrified of going to Florida now because of a lot of the anti everything rhetoric. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nope, still wearing my mask. I don't care. Was I the only one? Yes. <laughs> when we were traveling down south, we went to a Bucky's gas station. I said, yes, you some pictures. Yes, you did. Uh, It was massive. It was chaotic. I was like, what is this place? And it was very interesting. (laughs) And when we walked in, my partner and I had our masks on. And the only people who really had masks were a few employees and pretty much people of color. So I was like, that tells Mm -hmm. you a lot right there. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you a lot (laughs) right there.
1: Can I rant for a sec? Please. Please.
2: Just talking about uh, what is happening with COVID in the U.S. and internationally. This, I got this uh, information earlier this week. So it's two days old-ish. Yeah. As of then, it said that the cases uh, for COVID has gone down 44.7% in the last two weeks. Um, the average daily cases are at, the, again... This was two days ago, 36,669. The total confirmed cases is 79,702,176. And then to talk about the deaths, there has been an average daily uh, death of 1,330. Um, but the total confirmed deaths equal out, and this again this is the U.S., 972,214 um, So we're closing in towards the million mark and I am horrified that we seem to be okay with those numbers. Again, within these same reports that uh, I got from both Healthline, the CDC, and the NBC... It's saying that globally, there have been more than 454 million confirmed deaths, more than 6 million associated deaths. And this is according to the Johns Hopkins uh, report. United States has reported more than 79 million confirmed cases, as we said earlier. Uh, Currently, more than 254 million people in the U.S. have received their first COVID vaccine. Yay. And more than 216 people are fully vaccinated. And then the, the number of boosts is only 95 million, still higher than I thought. Would I like more? Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> there's also a conversation that, uh, and we're not going to get too deep into it, that the numbers are way lower than what it should be. It's probably three times more what they have confirmed. So there's like been more than 6 million associated deaths around the world, again, as, as we said. Um, and they're saying that's probably under the actual amount, and it's probably $18 million more so Oof. than that because under it's underreported, uh, which makes mm-hmm. sense. But we don't have that as a confirmation. That's just an estimate of the fact that it has been underreported and or incorrectly reported and or not, just not reported at all. What kind of death? It just says death, and they move on. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that's happening with that. Uh, and, of course, there's a the new Delta Omicron variant, so... Yay, they've merged.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I know I've read some reports that they're expecting a, another wave with the Ukraine, um, all the stuff happening in Ukraine and uh, like fleeing from Europe. So. It's, it's every
2: time I'm like, it's time to go out, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> okay. I feel like at this point for me, I don't know about you, that yes, we I am boosted. And if they tell us we have to have a sec- th- second boost, I'm ready. If I have a yearly boost, <laughs> give it to me. That's fine. Let's go. And like, I'm going to be cautious still going out. But at this point, I am going out. I am going to do th- more things, not all the time. Like, I will do the quarantine myself if I'm doing big events. So, if people, if I'm going to be around people who are at risk, older, you know, autoimmune, any of that, I make sure that I am spacing myself that time. And I still got plenty of tests to use, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think that's still important. But yeah, I, I mean, being responsible is a whole thing. And I hate that. Uh, well, you know, since the beginning, it's been a fight for people in the US and people, you know, especially outside of Atlanta, for us in Georgia, yeah. and then like going to Florida outside of major cities, it's harder to get people to do. And it's interesting to mm-hmm. see where they lie. But uh, I guess that's just the way <laughs> of life now, right? Yeah, heavy sigh. I agree. Heavy sigh. <laughs> heavy sigh. Heavy sigh. Moving on to more mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, so the Asian spa murders that happened kind of hit. I guess in an anniversary. I hate the word anniversary because it feels like a celebration. Right. But it's a marker that it was a uh, a little now, a little over a year ago. Um, and I was uh, kind of reading through some things, looking at the conversations that we've had, and 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 I read in one report that. According to the Center of the Study of Hate and Extremism, it revealed that anti-Asian hate crimes have increased by 339% in 2021, uh, with an increase from 2020. So uh, in the big numbers, it seems that we are seeing it is in New York, San Francisco, and L.A. And I don't know if it's just that side of social media that I'm on, but I'm seeing a lot of reports of hate crimes and targeted crimes in New York, which have me... Terrified, I'm not going to lie. And you know that I want to do a road trip. And of course, New York would be an automatic obvious. But as an Asian person, I am constantly afraid anyway. Going to Florida, I was really scared because I don't necessarily know if anything is happening. But I was also wearing a mask. and Because I'm wearing a mask, am I going to be targeted? Am I going to be called out for something? I haven't dealt with that, y'all. But it's always in the back of my head a little bit. I know I told the story when I first started hearing chatter of COVID and what was happening, where it was originating from, and oh no, who is to blame. We were going to LA. My partner really wanted us to get masks. There was a shortage of masks and it felt gross to try to get like the N95s when even hospitals couldn't. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. And also I had the fear that if I got on a plane with a mask, people would automatically like either be scared of me or try to get to me. Because as an Asian person, I didn't want to stipulate as if like, oh, I'm one of those people who maybe, which is absurd. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, this is also my own fear of being Asian. So many personal identity issues with that. But there's a Mm -hmm. lot to be said, and it breaks my heart, and I can't not not talk about it with the anniversary. There's been a lot of chatter within uh, different communities about what do we do, how do we handle this, what's the conversation, and even talking about the fact that within the Asian communities, yes, it's great that we're talking and addressing Some to some level, at least we're talking about uh, the hate against Asian communities, but we're not talking about protecting sex workers, which was also a conversation at that point in time and who was targeted and why he was targeting them. And I hate that that's gone to the wayside. It shouldn't have gone that way. And then on top of that, we also need to talk about the fact that the Black community is still the highest targeted group in the country for hate crimes. So when we talk about the fact that we are seeing such a backtracking, and this is kind of why I want to talk about I'm like, how are we backtracking in everything? Like, at once upon a time, I thought we at least had sympathetic ears But now it's just become offended, defensive conversations for things that doesn't make sense. Like being defensive because you don't want to be told that your ancestors were racist. No, they were. Like, point (laughs) blank. Just acknowledge it. Move on. Uh, They don't want to acknowledge that being white holds a privilege. And when they say, why do we have—I can't believe we're back to the ignorant remarks of, why do we have a Women's Month? Why do we have uh, Black History Month? Why do we have, you know, Asian History Month? That's so silly. When do we get White <laughs> People's Month? And everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's every day. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's the whole <laughs> of the history. That's what we know. Right. Stop. Stop mm-hmm. talking. But it's, it's, it's baffling and really exhausting, to try to have that conversation. And yeah, it kind of points to the other thing that we're talking about, the anniversary of uh, Breonna Taylor's murder. Again, I hate that word. Uh, Just recently happened. And of course, there's nothing. There's nothing that has happened. (laughs) There is a lawsuit pending, I believe. I think that's the point that they are being uh, compensated for the pain. The families are able to, but no real conversations, no knock warrants still exist, even though some Some uh, jurisdictions say that they are doing something about it. They really haven't. We are seeing continued deaths of uh, marginalized people, including especially in the black community. And no one's talking about it. And we see outside of the uh, George Floyd, which we know they appealed the sentence of Chauvin, who was the cop who had murdered George Floyd. But he is sentenced and they're talking about what that appeal looks like. So that was one small victory. And I say small, uh, and I don't even say it's a victory, at least the beginning of justice. And then also with the Ahmad Aubrey, which I really want to talk about. The fact that with that the anti-lynching bill that just finally passed, with the fact that three damn representatives were like, nah, I don't, I don't want to pass this. One of them from being from Georgia, I'm like, wow, you are scum. You are scum. (laughs) And the fact that part of the rhetoric is that doesn't exist. And I'm like, what do you think happened to um, Ahmed Aubrey? That was a lynching. And Mm -hmm. they have been convicted of hate crimes, which I'm glad to hear. But I know that's really no comfort still. That still Mm -hmm. an innocent man died. um, And it took way too long for anything to be done and it doesn't mean black people are safe. It doesn't mean that black men are safe. That that's, that's what justice is supposed to be a little bit of like easing of the mind, but we know that's not what this mm-hmm. is. There's so many things that we could talk to that. And again, the same conversation with Brianna Taylor, just her being just her, her and her whole family and her uh, partner being right through the coals and through the mud. is the stuff that I just really, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all I'm going down a bad track. This is where I say I go down, negative Nancy type of (laughs) conversations, but that's the conversation is that it's been years and we've not seen justice for her we've not seen anything to have changed we would like to see at least policy have changed like that's I know that's the smallest things that you could do for her family and that's not happened and that's why we have to keep talking about it and that's why I will talk about it every year so get prepared for next year's conversation (laughs) y'all stepping with the queer policies, with the anti-trans policies. I cannot believe from 2015 when gay marriage was finally legalized and we got to celebrate because we saw such beautiful moments together to today where we're talking about having to figure out how to fight just to be able to say gay, apparently. And, And I know that's a broad generalization. That's not what the Florida bill was completely, but to demonize the queer community to children in such a way is so disgusting and the fact that Georgia has done a similar bill as well I don't think it has passed yet I think it's still sitting uh, for votes I don't know they could have done it at night they love doing things at night we've discovered yeah Uh, when people aren't paying close attention. Um, We know that that's what's happened throughout different places. We know that anti-abortion stuff, anti-pro-choice stuff is happening everywhere. Conversation about ectopic pregnancies is back on the table. I'm like, oh my God, I thought we corrected you once and you were laughed at once. Do we have to do this again? What the f*** is wrong with you? How are we backtracking? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a part... There's a part of me that thinks that their politicians, um, bad faith politicians are relying on the facts that everybody is so tired, and everybody is is got all these things on their own plate during the pandemic, and they're also really playing to to their base and to like these kind of identity politics and building it up uh, to, I think, try to get back in power and back in control of the government. And one way that they love to do that is to have like an emotional scapegoat issue to point to.
2: Right. And you're right. You're right. I think that's absolutely where we are. Because I cannot believe we're here with Kemp in Georgia about this anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans bills when not too long ago, Deal was smart enough to say, no, no, we can't have these policies because these businesses are going to leave, and now we're doing it again, and none of these businesses are talking. Like, it, it's interesting. I will say they did do a lot of redistricting, have pushed out some of the more Democratic policymakers. That absolutely has something to do with that. We have to pay attention to. Uh, people are so focused on trying to keep leg- specific uh, lawmakers in place. And for us in the state of Georgia, we're we'll not us back up. For re-election, we have the governor election is coming up as well, so we're definitely having to scramble, I guess, to say to do this all again when it felt like we just did it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and again for us in the state of Georgia, uh, we just had a federal court. Uh, tell us essentially that, yeah, 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 this whole gerrymandering thing is bad. And yeah, it's probably illegal, but it's a little too late for us to do anything. So sorry, it's going to stand. <laughs> so that felt really hopeless in so uh-huh. many ways. Also, just kind of pointing out some big states outside of Texas that we probably need to look at uh, again is, of course, Georgia uh, for all the things. You know what? All the red states. Let's just be honest. Let's look at all the red states on what they're doing. Missouri is doing some interesting things. Ohio with anti-abortion laws. Again, the whole ectopic thing. I mean, Alabama has joined in. Kentucky has joined in for anti-trans stuff. There's a lot. Uh, There's a lot. Again, uh, I believe the Georgia anti-trans bill actually went into effect uh, about the athletes, uh, trans people not being able to compete in high school or school sports. From what I gather, maybe it's still the bill. I'm pretty sure it hasn't been squashed for sure. The, again, Georgia's version of don't say gay, don't teach critical theory portion has already passed um, for school systems, but not necessarily the anti-gay, don't say gay bill. That's still uh, something that is happening right now. And yeah, I think part of this is, again, is theatrics, as you had said, um, because it is re-election for... Mm -hmm. Our governor, who used uh, Trump for the longest time as a way of, like, look at me, I'm so conservative. And then that whole random commercial that he did with the shotgun in his lap. Yep. That's everything. Oh, guess what? In Georgia, (laughs) you don't need a carrying permit because that's going to make us safe. Yeah. (laughs) But on the good news... Andy. Okay. Okay, we're going to come back with the yeah. good news. Uh the Violence Against Women's Act has been reauthorized. Uh we know, I think we talked about the fact during the Trump administration, it just kind of died. They just allowed it to slip away and all of the things that we needed to protect women and a lot of these horrific crimes involving domestic and uh domestic violence uh has come back and the Biden administration has re authorized it uh, to remain until 2027, which means that the grant programs will remain until 2027. That's the good news. It increases services and support for survivors uh, for underserved and marginalized communities, which is great. So something maybe it's always been here, but I feel like it's fairly new. Uh, it establishes a federal civil cause of action for individuals whose intimate visual images are disclosed without their consent, allowing a victim to recover damages and Legal fees, creating a new resource center on cyber crimes against individuals, and supporting and supporting state, tribal, and local government efforts to prevent and prosecute cyber crimes, including cyber stalking and the non-consensual distribution of intimate images. So that is really new. I feel like the last time we talked about things like revenge porn and all of that, that was only really in California and New York, if I remember that correctly. Like yeah, any kind of the laws hair being hair stated, places, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not law enforcement, this is civil. So that means that you could at least get money for damages. So that's good to see that something is happening. And that they've created a new uh, task force for this. So that's that's interesting. And if you're wondering where I got this from, it's actually from the White House briefing room um, about the Violence Against Women's Act and what they're doing. So there's a lot of new things. So I am very, very excited to hear that. I feel like we're going to have to decipher and go through and talk about what is in here. Because there's some things that are kind of like, are we overstepping on? Because there's something specific to um, Native and Indigenous territories in the U.S. that I'm like, okay, we have to be careful because they do maintain their own government. They should be allowed to be respected. So we'll have to come back and look at it. But it is interesting to see that it's finally back up. They did it. I feel like it took it too long. Maybe that's just me because I feel like that should have been one of the first things done. But whatever, at least it's done within the first two years of his administration. So we'll come back to that and talk a little more about what we can look forward to, as in what we can tap into for resources for women who are going through some... horrific things in their lives. Yeah, so good news, (laughs) y'all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And these are all topics that, you know, while painful, we definitely have to talk about. And I appreciate you bringing them to us, Samantha. And uh, all of them we can be can be expanded on and should be expanded on. So... I'm sure we'll be looking into that soon. In the meantime, how are you listeners doing? <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, you can email us at MomStuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Steph. I Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect.
1: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission